0: you're listening to the holistic spaces podcast with angie cho episode 42 clutter and five elements with katherine metz part one welcome to the holistic spaces podcast where we hope to inspire educate and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you angie cho and laura morris are the founders of the mindful design feng shui school So in this episode, I'm really excited to share with you an interview that I did with one of my mentors, Catherine Metz. Catherine is a feng shui practitioner, teacher, and mentor. She was introduced to the art of feng shui by Abraham Kauai, a Hawaiian kahuna. She then studied for 25 years with His Holiness Grandmaster Professor Lin Yun-Ripoche, blending the Hawaiian and Chinese arts of healing and place and a degree in medical sociology from the University of Michigan, Catherine developed the art of placement. Her work is devoted to exploring the seen and unseen ways that the physical environment, home and workplace can spark and nurture the individual's natural potential to be alive, receptive, and focused as possible. Catherine has extended her reach to introduce wisdom practices, including divination, to all those interested in moving beyond the limits of conventional thought and action. Most recently, she has created Feng Shui Storyboard, a membership site introducing extraordinary stories that remind us of the relevance of this ancient art and science in today's modern and complicated world. It's a perfect place to tap into Catherine's 33 years of experience and her extensive chronicle of teachings of His Holiness Grandmaster Professor Lin Yun. So as you can tell, Catherine is amazing. And I'm really excited to have her share with us some of her knowledge. And this is going to be part one of two. So the next, um, the other half will be aired in the next episode, which will be the fourth Monday of May. And uh, please enjoy. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Angie. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us on the Holistic Spaces podcast. I'm really looking forward to talking to you today about clutter and each of the five elements.
1: You know, clutter has become a rather huge topic, not just in the feng shui world, but in magazines and uh, just in every discussion that we hear these days. There's a lot of information about clutter and it, it all seems to come from one sort of point of view, which is very much uh, a metal element view. And what I mean by that is it's very easy for people who are speaking about clutter to organize things, to put things in order, to give us systems to deal with it, and yet uh, it's sitting in the back of a room uh, watching a very wonderful woman give a presentation on clutter where she had beautiful pages of lists and things to do and her presentation was very precise and the language was beautiful and she was dressed beautifully and I was sitting in the back of the room and it was so interesting I started to hear people cry Hmm. and after it was over um, I asked those folks what was going on and it was very much a group of people who carried a lot of earth who are the people most prone to have lots of things around them Um, You know, cupboards full of things and food for everyone and and sheets and linens and towels for their guests. Um, And so everything was full in their house and they were crying. They couldn't understand this language of order. It didn't speak to them. And that was where I started to think about the five elements and the different personality types and how they deal with clutter. And it became very important to me to extend our thoughts about clutter beyond the boundaries of our really beautiful metal element because we can use our feng shui five element system to explore the dynamics of clutter and take a really, I would call it, an open-minded look at what we might consider messiness and consider where it might be celebrated instead of criticized and how we can reach to its core when it has
0: become a disruption. Yeah. And it's a new look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a new look. Well, and I think it's really important, too, because um, like you said, it's almost like clutters become like a four letter word. Like people are very judgmental, which is kind of a metal um, approach to judging. People have become very judgmental and they become very hard on themselves. And I really love your approach to clutter and the five elements because it's so gentle.
1: Well, I think one of the other reasons it's important, um, besides seeing the yin and the yang of this, you know, we can see the yang clutter, but to see what's behind that is the yin part. So I think in with bringing that gentleness, uh, well, that gentleness, gentleness comes from the yin and yang that we get to look at. And I think it's important to look at that because when we walk into someone's house as feng shui practitioners um, or into just a friend's house where we can see clutter that, that may feel as if it's become a problem, um, if we try to help, we're going to run into lots of problems. like we're going to run into someone who feels out of control. We might run in, into someone who fears that nothing will be left if they start to clear something out, um, or someone who is over overcome over, can I say, is overcome by the intensity of the work that has to be done, or they decide that they don't want to keep anything that's beautiful. That's an imbalance that we see. Or they can't accept that it's time to do this on their own when, when you've left as their helper. They can't continue on. So we face a lot of problems that we have to begin to understand how to deal with. And we can do that with our five element information. We can begin to um, understand how this mess unfolds and um, how we can begin to think about it in a new way and how it can actually be useful in, in some way. And... I think, too, that if we look at this from our five element yin-yang eyes, um, we can have a more spiritual understanding, a more holistic understanding, and we can then work in tandem with medical professionals, professional organizers, therapists. And I think the most important thing about working together as a team like that is to allow the clutter to disappear more naturally. And I think the key is self-knowledge and the five elements bring us that
0: knowledge. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, should we get started then? Yeah, let's, um, you know, the first thing that I would do really
1: actually with any of these element types is give them a sun, moon mirror. (laughs) Ah, I, I I read a post just yesterday from a feng shui practitioner and it came into my inbox and one of, her, one of the things that she said was that unless you clear up your clutter, feng shui is not going to work. And I had to step back and go, wait a minute, there's so much that the five, understanding the five elements can bring to um, a first step. And so understanding who we are inside and what our element is, our elements, the combination of our elements is, and how they're affecting this unfolding of a mess, um, the sun-moon mirror can help immediately one of our adjustments is sun, moon, mirror, can help immediately to begin to understand. So I would do that first. Mm -hmm. And I would also say that if we can can bring an element back to balance that's creating the mess, um, then this mess will start to clear on its own.
0: Mm, and I think that's yeah, really
1: important.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. for the listeners. So I think I'm not sure if I've talked about sun, moon, mirror before. I have talked about it in um, some of my articles before. But a sun, moon, mirror is a ritual BTB feng shui object. And it's a mirror that's two sided. And one side has been um, exposed to sunlight for 24 hours. Is that right? 24 hours. Right. And then the other side has been exposed to moonlight for 24 hours. So they're really challenging to make. So I just buy them. And <laughs> so uh, <laughs> but Catherine, um, you make them, right? And 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 I can link to Feng Shui Shopper where you can buy one. And I actually carry, uh, I have, I think, three or four sun moon mirrors. I carry one with me at all times. And I have one in my pillow. And I have one uh, everywhere. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Uh, Yeah, I do make them here in the Valley of the Moon, so it's a wonderful place for me to collect that sun and moon energy here in the Valley of the Moon in Northern California. So, um, yeah, I think everyone dealing with this issue should first have a sun-moon mirror. But um, I think one of the reasons um, that metal, the person who carries a lot of metal in their personality, likes to um, talk about clutter and how to to, uh, help people with clutter is because they sort of always extract order from chaos. That's their nature. You know, it's it's easy for them to perform this job with sort of an elegant precision that they have. And they love beauty, and so they love creating beauty, and they love things to... Um, to change and be correct and to have standards and precision. And, and so they know how to create three boxes, and you put something in one box and something in another box and something in another box, in another box that you give away. I mean, that's their um, one of their great skills. But when their metal gets a little out of balance, they can begin to judge other people's clutter um, from this point of view of what some people have called the messiah, <laughs> E-S-S-I-A-H. Um, and so they have this tendency to feel that they're right, and, uh, and so they can sort of come after you like a puffed-up military officer telling you you have to do it this way. And even the most beautiful uh, articles written uh, about clutter, like there was one in Real Simple a couple years ago, Um, about 15 different personality types in clutter. It all was written in a very metal fashion, very precise, very elegant, very beautiful graphics. Mm. Um, But the challenge for the metal person, well, I I think the easiest thing to see about the metal person um, is when things get out of balance, when the metal personality sort of begins to disintegrate a little bit, um, messiness can occur sort of all of a sudden. There's this sudden disarray. And as I struggle with some grief in my own life right now, I notice that dishes pile up in my sink. And that would never have happened before. I, you know, I have a teacup, have a cup of tea and wash my teacup and, you know, set it to dry. I don't have a dishwasher. So, But um, in the last year or so, you know, dealing with the illness of my daughter, the dishes have started to pile up. And I had to just look at them, you know, in the morning of the next day where there are dishes still there and go, this is all about my grief. Let, take a walk in the sun you know, sing a song, um, call a friend. And so it's a reminder to me to get the help I need and the comfort I need. So, um, but the metal person out of balance can't tolerate that disorder and they tend to lay that on other people. Um, And one of the things that can happen when metal's out of balance and there might be this sudden disarray of dishes in the sink or bed not made is that they may not open their door to you because... The appearance of that disarray is very unnatural for them. So their mess, um, they will usually, they may try to hide from you. Because
0: um, there's so some shame. Not,
1: yeah, some shame. Right. Mm-hmm. It's sort of toxic in some way for them. So you have to be really careful. What what I notice now, my friends who um, really understand the five elements. Um, can come into my house now and what they will just do without any words is help me do the dishes. Mm. So it's a very interesting um, view into being compassionate around these things that are happening. Um, it's, I think the celebration, though, of um, the metal person and clutter is that order for them is very natural, Mm-hmm. And the imbalance is very easy to detect, like the dishes in my kitchen sink. Um, and the way we can work with uh, metal personality out of balance is to comfort them and to, uh, to allow that disorder to free them up, to free them up to experience grief or to fear, to free them up from uh, being always excellent or always perfect. So... Uh, allowing disorder for them may be what we need to do with the person who has that metal out of balance.
0: That's really interesting, Catherine, because, you know, I, I carry a lot of metal, and I also would and Earth, but a lot of metal, and I remember when I was um, in my late 20s and just moved to New York, and... I had a lot of clutter around my in my room and I was living with roommates and I was really beating myself about up about it a, a lot and I talked to my therapist at the time about it and she she told me, you know, she's like don't you just when things need to take care to get taken care of, don't you take care of them? I said, "Yeah." And she's like you always meet your deadlines. You always do everything that needs to be done when it needs to be done. And I said, "Yes," cuz I'm very organized. She said, "Well, then maybe it's okay that you have all this clutter around you, and maybe it's okay that you just take a break and don't worry about cleaning up your apartment and and just knowing that it was okay to do that really um, provided so much relief. And then and then when I um, was kind to myself about it is when I finally started feeling the energy to actually start cleaning up.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly." And it's so important to recognize that that clutter has its place in helping you heal, mm-hmm. right? And one thing I experience I did have in the story I tell is being in the home of a woman whose adult daughter had died in a very violent car crash. And when I got there, every piece of furniture in her house had been moved so that she was uncomfortable. I mean... Uh, chairs were facing into corners beds were half in and half out of a room and i stayed there overnight and my, oh my bed was was half in the hallway and oh half the double door i mean everything was like that but and i just had to speak to her the next morning and really think overnight about what i wanted to say and she said my daughter is dead how can i possibly um feel feel that i deserve to be comfortable hmm. and so it took about 2 years for her to get things back in place. We didn't move anything back that day. I think we moved one small desk um, just to get the process started, but it took about two years for all that furniture to come back into place. So it was a way for her to express her grief and to allow her grief to unfold. And then naturally those things moved back to their original places. Mm. So we have to be so careful.
0: So that that comes back to what you said earlier in the conversation where when you can um, embrace the, the qualities of the element and, and connect with the clutter in that way, the clutter will naturally um, work itself out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: So I wanted to, uh, as we speak about these elements, offer, offer a cure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the cure here for metal out of balance, so if um, things are... are have come to a sudden disarray in someone's home. The idea is to wear a non-metallic ring, um, Mm. on your middle finger.
0: Okay. I have (laughs) them and I sell them on my website too.
1: Great. Perfect. So it's a perfect place to get them. So, um, you're going to put that under your mattress or under your pillow, um, or under your heart, uh, under the mattresses and leave it for nine days and then wear it on your middle finger. And you can use your right hand or left hand, um, it's up to you. Um, so, the other one too is also you can swallow your saliva three times before you speak. So that can help soften your voice and your criticism if you're criticizing other people about their clutter. Mm,
0: hmm.
1: That's the other side of this, right?
0: Yes. Well, that's I think that's where um, it it touches back to what you're talking about. A lot of the people who talk about clutter come from a metal perspective and then that judgment comes out and then then it creates a lot of shame. And you don't know how many apartments I go to where everyone, almost everyone is like, oh, I'm so sorry, there's so much clutter and they don't have any clutter. I know,
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, we've we been really sort of put on notice that you have anything out of place or too much stuff or it, that it's wrong. And, and that's, I think, not a, um, a great way to help someone
0: you know, uh, yeah. get through this. I agree. Yeah. Okay, well, um, shall we move on to mm-hmm. water then?
1: Yes. So just to give you an overview of the water personality when it's in balance, it's... Um, They're very self-contained and self-sufficient. It can be very critical um, because it has a keen eye. Um, Water. Those who have a lot of water seek a lot of deep knowledge and understanding, Um, but they like to remain sort of anonymous. They might write a book about everything that they've thought about um, and researched and not even put their name on the book. Um, But one of their great strengths is to link the past and the future, Um, So they're a source of this inherited intelligence that they then um, pass on in terms of revelation to the coming generations, um, and especially revelations of how things can be ideal. So they have a sense of idealism that's very strong. Um, They love to be alone, they love their solitude, they need their time, they love their privacy, um, and they love to conserve things, so... You know, when they conserve things, that can lead a little bit to clutter. But they have a fear of exposure and they have a fear of waste. Um, and so they might be uh, create a mess that's impenetrable to anybody else. So since they love to research and think about things, they may have papers everywhere and books on every subject, and they're not going to want to get rid of any of them because there's always something to learn from all of them but it might be impenetrable to anyone else just looking. Um, and experts have some sometimes called that kind of clutter flooding. Like, so for the water element, they flood their place oh. with lots of <laughs> stuff. So that's a word that experts have used outside of the five element realm. So I think that's really interesting. It is. Um, yeah. Um, the challenge for the water person um, is that They love being left alone, but they fear being abandoned. And what often happens when you have too much clutter is people don't come over anymore. So there's a problem (laughs) there, (laughs) right? Um, They want to penetrate into ideas and idealism and new thoughts, um, but they don't want to be absorbed by anything. Think about water being absorbed. It sort of disappears. But their clutter can um, absorb them and they can be lost in it. Mm. Um, They really want connection with other people. But um, the contact with them is hard to find. They're hard to find sometimes. They're sort of in their ivory tower. So to even just get in their house to speak to them about clutter and make your way through all the piles of things um, that have ideas in them, uh, you might run into their fear of being exposed. Mm. So um, they have this sort of overcommitment to ideas, and these ideas are very important to them. And cleaning them up, cleaning up their mess, they might consider as not worthy of their time. They choose to put their attention elsewhere. So it's not important to them that you want to help them with their clutter because they're usually not even asking because they sort of dread being invaded. You know, they have this kind of clutter that speaks to their deep, deep, deep thinking, and they're not really interested in your process So you might be in big trouble there unless you really understand, you know, the person you're dealing with, Um, because they want to be protected and ensconced in their ivory tower. Um, And they may be so um, ensconced in that tower that all of this is not really real to them as the philosopher that they are, and they sort of forget about even dealing with them So it may be hard to even get in the door here. And I think this is the place where it's important to create a team um, of people to help who come with all of the other attributes, you know, all the other five elements. You need an earth person to comfort them. Um, And you need a fire person to light this spark under them. And you need the warmth of that fire person to help them through this help get you in the door. You need the team with all those other attributes. But what's so important, I think, to know about the other side of water and the celebration of the clutter of water um, is that all that those papers and all those books and all that stuff are going to help them make connections, which are very important for the new generations. They're going to make connections between disparate things. Um, they're going to be... Um, those connections are going to be powerful and they're going to be really thoughtful and they're going to reach into the past and connect it to the future with a new vision. Oh, it's very important about all that stuff that they have because in that mess, there are going to be some really important relevant surprises and they're always going to have the fact that they need someplace, and they usually know in that mess exactly where to find it. They They have sort of an innate knowing of that mess and it's their mess and they know where things are. So a team can help them get to that space where it becomes um, a place of real inspiration for that water person.
0: I see. So um, so it sounds like also a water person may not even feel like they have any clutter. Right.
1: It's not important enough to them that they're tripping over things. <laughs> <laughs> because they're involved in higher-minded higher things, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So... But this is different than someone who just has piles of newspapers that they don't read, right? Or could it be the same?
1: Well, I mean, if those piles of newspapers, it may be that one day uh, a fact that they remember is in that pile. Mm. But someone who has piles of newspapers but doesn't have this personality and who never goes back to them, that's a different... That's different.
0: That's a different element. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, if you're just sort of too... You don't have enough energy to... Um, take those newspapers to recycling, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. But if you try to take that um, pile of newspapers or pile of books um, out of the house of a person with a strong water element who wants facts and uh, knows where they are and thinks that they're somewhere in that pile of newspapers, you're going to run into some um, very blunt no.
0: (laughs) Resistance, yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. And water can be very blunt. Um, They know how to 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 bump up against the stone wall and eat away at it. I mean, they have that kind of power. So you have to come with something else um, and and an understanding that that may be a a, a place that you need to keep those papers. And how are you going to keep them and where are you going to keep them so that they're accessible Mm. rather than being something you trip over in the middle of the night or your husband trips over in the middle of the night. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This reminds me of someone I knew. I know, (laughs) but, uh, he's like, well, that was my, that was when, um, that, that has this sort of information and it was from this talk and this, this is from that talk. And it could also be repeat information, but it all may have something slightly different and then, and he needs to keep all of that. And then that this was something that was my mother's and this was also my mother's when this happened and this happened. (laughs)
1: That and that, and we'll get to that that's um uh, sort of a fire element clutter
0: mm-hmm. piece, yeah. where that it that sentimental piece comes in, so yeah. the um, so I guess more of the la- the previous where it's like th- these are notes from this seminar and this seminar, and then this seminar and this seminar, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, you're
1: going to have to really see that as important,
0: mhm, well, it is important just, uh, to yeah.
1: Them yeah so if someone has um water out of balance, I'd like to give a cure for that so if if all of this stuff is getting too much and and they you know their their kids can't play in the living room anymore or in the playroom because it's been taken over by all of this important, important information mm-hmm. and and we need to work with them, but they're sort of stuck. Um, then actually the cure here is using the sun Moon mirror. Okay. And um, putting it under their pillow and pulling it out every morning to ask you know how they can help themselves get past um, the depletion that this might have created and and who's the perfect person to work with to help them you know who's going to put all this information into binders that are indexed right They might need a metal person to to take on that task because they do it really well, so they might want to think about um, hiring a, a person with a more metal personality. But I think if a person doesn't have a sun-moon mirror, I wanted to give everyone one more thing that's a little bit easier. Um, You can put a bowl of water on the floor under the bed if you don't have a sun-moon mirror, and you can replace that water every morning and expose it briefly to the daylight and then put it back so that that deep, still water is always um, sort of with you as you sleep and as you rejuvenate.
0: Because water... um... Deep still water represents intelligence and wisdom, and and right, it will provide clarity, right, and clear. So if you don't scenery. have a sun
1: moon mirror, this is a way you can do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And with the sun moon mirror, um, again, we'll we'll link to that on the website where you can get one of those. Um, right. So for the listeners, um, we're going to pause now because Catherine and I um, are going to pick this up on the next episode. So be sure to check in on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces Podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others, subscribe and even better leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of Holistic Spaces and Feng Shui on an even deeper level, Please visit our website, online store and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.